control is born out of fear. We decide that we're going to micromanage everything in our lives in order to not be surprised, to remove the element of surprise because the element of surprise is most closely associated with fear, uncertainty. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Authentic Conversations. I am Amarelis. And I'm Susan. Susan, am I dark? Yeah, a little bit, but I, uh, I was being a little lazy today about putting on the light. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Sometimes we need to be in the darkness. Okay. Well, what are we talking about today, Susan? So we're going to talk about control versus surrender. You know, people have a really hard time um, trying to just allow things, allow things to happen or unfold. So, you know, we have this illusion of control. You know, we, we think we're in charge. And, you know, the truth of the matter is, uh, you know, control is, um, is really fear. So control is born out of fear. We decide that we're going to micromanage everything in our lives in order to not be surprised, to remove the element of surprise because the element of surprise is um, most closely associated with you know, fear, uncertainty. So don't we all love a good surprise? Depends on what the surprise is. Yes. Right. We love good surprises, but we don't like those surprises that kind of blindside us and make us look for our truth or deeper understanding of ourselves or, you know, whatever it is that we might need in the moment. So, um, you know, life is a series of experiences and each experience is brand new. So the idea that you think that you can control situations, circumstances, outcomes, other people, um, you know, what's right for you, what's not right for you, you know, it, it just becomes um, exhausting, exhausting. So way too much energy is expended trying to control things. So even the word control makes my jaw tighten. Brr, control versus the word surrender, which, you know, makes my shoulders relaxed and, you know, surrender, hey, give it all up you know, continue to work towards what it is that's important to you, but stop trying to figure it all out. Control versus surrender. So we all have points in our life, you know, where we want to control the other person or control the outcome. And, you know, we know how that works out. Usually not the way we plan, not the way we try to um, force. Hmm. So it's almost like we've talked about this before when you're like you're driving and you don't know where the road is leading you. You know some of it. You have an idea, right? We talk about also the control of setting all these goals, New Year's or um, when you turn an age that you feel like you should be at a place and then you're not there. And I'm realizing that when one door closes, another will open. It's just sometimes not on our terms. Right. Right. And, you know, it's almost like, you know, control is like swimming upstream, you know, control is like going against the current because you're not even paying attention to the current. You're just working so hard to make whatever it is be the truth. And surrender is like using the current to guide you. 
Yeah. So, so, you know, which would you rather, would you rather be, you know, physically, emotionally, spiritually, whatever, exhausted or bankrupt, but, but be, um, you know, force, forcefully in your predictions, you know, swimming upstream, swimming against the current, or, or would you prefer your life to be, you know, one of meandering and absorbing and allowing and noticing and, and, you know, just really kind of being in that flow, you know, in that flow of your own life. Okay. So if I want to be on that flow of my life, if I want to stop controlling something, what is the first step that you would tell your clients and our audience? Well, I think it really is about um, inner awareness, you know, like noticing and, and recognizing who you really are and what's important to you, removing the external distractions for just that moment to see what feels right for you. And, and it's small steps, right? So maybe you release the obligation that you've created to something in particular, you know, but I have to do that. I, I begrudgingly every day do that because I have to. You know, I'm not talking about quitting your job. I mean, maybe that is right, but you know, but I'm talking about, you know, the, the thing that, that you have to do that, you know, that you tell yourself that you have to do that you really don't have to do, you know? So it's like, um, you know, releasing one thing a day or releasing one thing a week, like start in one small aspect of your life, surrendering and see what happens and see if that aspect of your life doesn't set the example for the rest of your life. So let's see, can we come up with an example of that? Um, you know, if you, uh, you know, if you are having to like drag your children out of bed in the morning, right? So it creates a it chaos, it creates a fight, it creates, you know, the, that's how your day starts. You know, let's start practicing with just, you know, setting multiple alarms across the room where, you know, the child is going to have to gain some autonomy. And you're just going to allow that to happen. And then when you don't feel like you have to micromanage that, you know, then maybe there are other things, other obligations that you can release. Okay. I mean, I see where you're going and I understand. It's almost, it reminds me of a book of changing your habits. It's also, is this also like small steps of changing our habits because we become such of the habit of it has to be done at this time even for myself as a homeschooler um I've read you know there's one podcast that I love and and she finally broke it down to me on the fact of you don't say at what time you're going to brush your teeth you might have an alarm that you're going to get up if that's what you need and you wake up, but you don't go right away and say, okay, so if I wake up 15 minutes after that, I have to brush my teeth or not chaos is going to happen. You sort of like go with the flow, the kids or whatever, the phone, and then you eventually get to brushing your teeth. So it's almost like once you broke down with this, with homeschooling, like you don't have to have this rigid schedule that if reading doesn't happen at this time, and if the child is having a hard day, or someone calls and says, hey, there's this free event, let's go after lunch. 
that your world becomes like you start stressing because, you know, you are in charge of this project that you've decided to teach your children at home. And you're cha- for me, it's been a transitioning of changing my mindset of how the, the difference between school and homeschooling. So I think it almost feels the same thing with this because uh, I'm going through this transition of like changing my mindset. And there's good days and there's bad days because I start stressing. I start thinking, where am I failing as a parent teaching my kids? Oh, no, where am I being successful? Exactly. What are my highlights? You know, what's working? And, and, you know, first of all, even comparing homeschool to regular schooling, like, you know, um, both systems have certainly have their weaknesses. I mean, in what real world? So, so kids are programmed um, in, you know, public school or, you know, education settings um, to switch gears every, you know, 30, 45 minutes, every hour, whatever it is. Um, you know, and, and do multiple things separately every day. What in real life, when does that happen? Oh, wait, it only happens if you're a teacher, right? So people become teachers because they're comfortable with that particular structure, but there's nothing that says that that structure is the way of the word. You know, it's, it's like, you know, the things that happen in the real world don't happen in that structure. So going back to your point with homeschooling, yeah, you know, you have teachable moments and you take advantage of the teachable moments throughout the day and you don't shift gears if you're in the middle of something that's really working. Oh, no, wait, 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 pause that. I know that you guys are having like this incredible moment, but it's time for a mail. But that's what we do. But that's what we do. And so we teach this in this fragmented way we teach. So, you know, the the beauty of homeschooling is you have the luxury to stay with something for the whole entire day if it's working, you know, and and then the next day you do something totally different. So, um, yeah, it's it's a construct and it's, you know, neither are right or wrong, but we get these ideas that because it's the way it's always been or what we've always done, that we have to stay in it. And I say, we have to surrender some of that. We have to go with the flow, release that, stop fighting with yourself. You know, that internal dialogue where, you know, you're a failure if you don't, maybe you're a success if you don't. Yeah. You know, maybe you are a success if you don't follow the the norms or, you know, what's always been, Um, you know, stop fighting, stop fighting, you know, nature doesn't fight, you know, the trees drop their leaves, the sun goes down, the sun comes up, the birds migrate, you know, bears bury themselves in the earth, like, they instinctually know what's right for them. Birds aren't going to bury themselves in the earth for the long winter months. No, they're going to fly south. Well, bears don't fly south. You know what I mean? Like, so... So when I say like taking that pause and taking your own inventory, what is right for you? You know, what areas are feeling really tight and constricted? We can talk about what areas of your physical body are feeling tight and constricted. We can talk about what areas of your thinking create those headaches you know, and, and what areas are, are creating heartache or, um, dis, you know, removal, disassociation from, you know, the emotional connection of who you really are. I feel like right now in this time, um, after COVID, you know, a lot of this is happening. There's a lot of conversations of people deciding that 
their path in life, wherever they were, whether it's going back to a job where their boss is speaking down to them and not treating them right and making a decision. You know, there's a lot of videos out there where people are just quitting their jobs or there's a lot of separations and divorces, people deciding like, we're not happy. Why are we even trying to force this? Mm -hmm. Um, So it's a great time to have these conversations to say, it's okay to step back and look around and say, what can I delegate? It's almost like when you're a leader, right? Just because you're a good leader doesn't mean that you do everything. Sometimes exactly correct. (laughs) We have to remember to sometimes just, hmm, what am I going to delegate and supervise, help and teach and let go so that I can go ahead and continue to be the captain of this ship, right? The captain is always the one who's like gearing and saying, go left, go right, north. I see all the wind. I see I'm observing. So let's talk about that for a second, because that's a perfect example of control and surrender, right? So often um, people with, you know, 15, 20, 30 years of experience know they can do it better. So they control it and they do it themselves. What a disservice to the next generation of leaders because you want people to find theirs. You want people to grow into themselves. I mean, that's part of the role too. Part of the role is not just getting the task done and done well, but it's turnkeying your skills to the next person who will become the next leader. Cause guess what? You're not there forever. You're not there forever. So, you know, so surrendering the idea that it has to be done a perfectly B your way only, right? Because you may learn something from this new young employee who is bringing a different perspective or a different twist. It's going to make your life easier. You know, don't be so close-minded, be open, be fluid, be flexible. Um, Look at the bigger picture. You know, it's, you know, you might feel good for a hot moment when you're managing everything and something, you know, turns out well, but, but it's not worth all the stress and aggravation that you're placing upon yourself to create that one moment. Like it's, it's really about surrender and probably the moment that things go, go well are the moment that you really do release them out into the current. Okay. So the people that are like, okay, so do I sit around and let the law of attraction come to me? No, (laughs) no, no, because we have to keep up. Right. So if we, if we want to manifest something, we did law of attraction a little while ago, and I love those laws. If we want to attract something, right. We have to set ourselves out on a trajectory. We have to continue to move there. Otherwise the thing will land and you won't be there. Oh, wait. Wait, so I'm asking for something in the future, right? I'm putting it out there that I would like, boom, X, blank, whatever. I have to continue. It's like the wide receiver, right? When the quarterback throws the ball, he throws the ball before the guy's there. The guy has to run his route and be there to catch the ball. So if you can think about it in that perspective, right? I'm running the route. I'm finding my way to the point where my energy meets the energy of my desire and it appears. 
Oh, I love that. Surrendering. Just <sighs> occurred to me, right? Quarterback throws the ball before the guy is anywhere near the target. But that guy on his way to the target has to dodge a couple of tacklers, has to make a spin move, has to, has to cut, has to get himself open, has to leap and catch it. Wow. Yeah. And there's some trust in there. There's some faith in there. There's some, you know, knowing that, that things are lining up and sometimes you're in the right spot to catch it. And other times you gotta try again. Right. And so the trust, right, goes back to the faith. It goes back to these rules that don't change, right? We've discussed the laws and the vibration, um, the rhythm, right? If the if you're feeling like you're okay, so like my Jimmy always says, sometimes we're pushing pushing this rock up the hill. And we don't get to see how far up the hill we've been. So we're constantly thinking, oh my God, I'm working so hard and nothing is happening. And little have you noticed that you're already halfway up this hill with this heavy rock. Like that's right. sometimes we have to just go back and just look at where we are, where, what has changed. Yeah, we've changed. We've gotten stronger, more resilient, tougher, you know, and, and there are times where when we give up, we're at the precipice, we're at the top of the hill where things are going to roll, but we don't even have that awareness, right? So you don't stop. You don't stop because you're asking for it or wishing for it. You know, you continue to move in the direction. You never know what might show up. Something totally different might show up and send you in another direction. That's okay. That's okay. If your, if your manifestation lands and it's no longer for you because you've changed so much, you know, like I can remember asking for things and then they show up and I'm like, why would I have asked for that? Because that's who I was then. And that's okay. I'm like, yeah, okay. I no longer need that. That no longer serves me. So we can manifest great things, but we also can manifest things like drama and, you know, um, uncertainty and, you know, things that frustrate us. So, you know, because it's the comfort zone. Yes. If that's what you're used to. And when things are getting easy, when you find the right partner and you're communicating and he or she is really nice and you're like, that's just too nice. How can somebody be this way? You kind of can be so easily to just change it because, or jeopardize it because you just feel so uncomfortable instead of settling and being in that moment and saying, let this moment be. We call that sabotage. Yes. Sabotage. Surrender versus sabotage. Let's go back to the, the fear though, the fear of relinquishing control, right? Because that's very real. You know, if, if I'm not in charge of this and I allow the universe to be in charge of this, how I, how do I know it's going to turn out? Hello, can you look around? You know what I mean? Like, you know, things are always working out in the universe. Um, But I think that the, the fear factor to get, get, or that first hurdle, right? You ask yourself, you're like, is this a rational fear or an irrational fear? What am I really afraid of if I'm, you know, not controlling this? Uh, you know, I remember my daughter wanted so desperately to um, fly to Europe. You know, she's young, 17, 18, you know, 
And I'm like, uh, you know, what if I let her go and something happens? My fear. I'll never forgive myself if I let her go and something happens to her because that's on me then. I said yes. And something she doesn't come home or the plane blows up or, you know, all these things that we right. create in our head. And I'm like, what if I say yes and something happens? And then I had a moment and I said, what if I say no and she misses something that is part of her destiny? Who am I to hold an 18 year old back? Who am I to say, you know, if, if, if this is something that, that means so much to her and, and there was safety in it, you know, there were other people involved. There were, you know, it wasn't just like, you know, yeah, sure. You know, no plans, just, you know, get on a plane and go to Europe. Like, you know, I was like, who am I to deny her, her opportunity to explore that part of herself? So she went. And by the time she was 24 years old or 23 years old, she had visited seven European countries and three continents, you know, it was who she was. And my fear could have stolen that opportunity from her. Is it rational or irrational? Are we asking someone to jump out of a plane? You know, am I, am I asking myself to jump out of a plane without a parachute or, you know, to, it's like, that would be irrational, right? That would be a rational fear. A rational fear would be jump out of a plane without a parachute. An irrational fear would be to, you know, hold yourself back from something that means so much to you um, because the lightning might strike at that moment can't stop something that me that's meant to be any more than you can force something that isn't so stop forcing and start allowing you cannot stop something from happening any more than you can make something happen that's not meant to mm. okay yeah yeah. Thank you, Susan. Oh, thank for seeing you. You and Morales, surrender. What are we going to surrender? surrender? <laughs> one little piece, like go of one thing that you're trying to control, whether it's a thought, whether it's a feeling in your body, whether it's an action you take, whether it's an emotion, like a one thing that you're trying to control and remind yourself it's all going to be okay. I can always gain control, but I could always go back to the place of controlling. So it's an experiment. Why not try it? Yeah, guys, let's try it. Well, I remember when I let go control doing the dishes. That simple. Yep. It was so ingrained in me that the, the dishes had to be done. The kitchen had to be done before I went to bed. And then I realized one time, I'm like, it's my house. My mom is not going to walk in and judge me. She could. And if she does, that's And if hers. she does, that's hers. <laughs> you know, but... Um, it was such a, a thing where it, it it was so simple, right? But it's at the same time, it's like, these are the things that we're talking about, guys. It's these little simple things. We're not even sometimes talking about such giant things in our lives, but just simple things as dishes, staying overnight and going to bed because you're going to enjoy a movie with your family or your partner and be yes. in that moment. 
and change not beating one, yourself up. Change one thing. And when one thing changes and you start to see how that affects everything, then everything starts to change. Yes. So if you want to join us on our Thursday night meditations, please calm down uh, on our Zoom channel. Give us an email and we will add you to the list. It's every Thursday at 8.30. And that's a good time to reset and stop the monkeys in our heads. Just kind of like see what it is that is working and what, what have you set up for one goal that you wanted to change or let go of. Um, so Susan, where do they find us? Uh, so you can reach out to me, Susan J. Cooney, C-O-O-N-E-Y at gmail.com or um, our YouTube channel, Present Moment Inc., uh, podcast, authentic uh, conversations. I don't know, so much, so much. <laughs> Um, yeah, hit us up somewhere. If you want the link, uh, you know, it's just, it's 30 minutes on Thursday nights, eight 30 Eastern time. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just giving yourself an opportunity to take that pause. So that's where it all begins. You know, the reflection, the inner, um, awareness, the pause in the breath. Ah, thank you. Thank you everyone. Have a fabulous day.